were Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. Hello! Is that too loud? Is that too loud? No, it's fine. Josh, we're back, baby. And we're back. We're back. We took a week off, and we're back with what you want. We're back with some north and fucking south. This I want to get everyone's favorite. I want to get right into it this week. Yeah, we're crazy. We're crazy for Swayze. We took a week off because of you know circumstances, but we're back and we're, we got what you want. We got what you need. It's what everyone wants. North and south. Everyone I talk to, they're like, "When are you gonna do more north and south?" I fucking love north and south. Where can I watch this thing? When can I watch it? Can I borrow your DVDs, dude? <sighs> We're getting there. We're almost done. Yeah, and these DVDs, they do work. Yeah, these DVDs work like a goddamn charm. We're watching episode two of book three of North and South Heaven and Hell. 1994, right? Goddamn, yes, 1994. What a good vintage. Dude, the last episode was so fucking nuts. We were so mad at it, dude. I now that you've had so, a month to think about it. You're you're stoked. I'm I'm so excited because everything that happened last episode, I didn't expect. We've never expected anything that happens on this show. Well, that's true, but like last episode was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> just didn't back. It was alive, mm-hmm. and like Swayze died. So did fucking Constance. Brett wasn't even there. Like. I didn't see any of it coming. Did you see the KKK coming? You know, honestly, yes, <laughs> I did, but not the way we got it. Yeah, like Swayze's cousin is uh, is a KKK guy. Dude. And, like, he helped burn Madeline's school to the ground. Terrible. Like, fucking Cotton? Common? What was his name? Man, I thought I had it. It was Cooper. It was Cooper Yahtzee. You, Cause, n- you cause nailed that's it. That's not a name for a person. That's a last name. Yeah, he sucked. And um, one who coops. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm not happy with him. I wonder what he's going to be getting into. If he's going to like feel guilty about what he did mm-hmm. and try to like make up for it, or if he's just going to be like, no, no. I'm racist as shit. I love hanging out with the KKK. Yeah, I love that it's like nearly the polar opposite of what happens in Twin Peaks when, uh, you know, her cousin shows up and looks exactly like her and is exactly <laughs> like her. Very strange. Why do you say that's strange? It's just, you know, they're they're cousins. They're identical strangers or whatever. Yes. And, uh, you know, in, in this show, the guy just shows up and he's nothing like Swayze. He's the polar opposite of Swayze. Yeah. Yeah, he is. You're right. It's cool. That's how you do it. <laughs> Wait. So, okay. Is Cooper supposed to be Ori's brother or is he a cousin? I have no idea. Because I don't remember. I don't really, I don't really think it matters. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. But I just couldn't remember. It couldn't possibly be his brother. They would have been talking about him throughout the previous two books. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You're right. That's He's the man point. of the house. Swayze's the man of the house. Yeah. Now that Swayze's out of the picture, I guess it makes... We gotta have a number two there. Yeah, maybe so. it's his uncle. Okay, that's a good point. Like it was mom's brother. Yeah, maybe that seems right. 
Dude, that's a good point. That could that could be a very big possibility. And I thought he was called the uncle. I thought that uh, you know Maddie was referring to him as the uncle to the baby. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know that's how uncles work. Your dad's uncle is also your uncle. Yeah, yeah. He kind of great, but yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with you. Pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah, I'm excited to see what we do with him. I'm also excited to see what happens with Ashton and that piano man. <laughs> piano man dude she's she hatched that plot to get those pianos in every saloon and everything like that west of the mississippi like she came up with that plot like that and just like boom shakalaka right there the piano man's robocop too right yeah will will noonan hell yeah yeah uh and it's just like i'm excited to see what they do i'm excited to see if her and bent me back up and start doing some of course shit. they're gonna what are you talking about i don't know she was pretty pissed at bent at the end of that episode she's the one who kicked him into the fucking ditch don't forget oh yeah she kicked him yeah once she found out that he killed ori she kicked him into that fucking that river and then he Yeah, a river. It's a ditch that's full of water. River, ditch, whatever the fuck. He ended up in Virginia and that hatched the plot to kill Constance. And yes. You know, the LA River is a fucking ditch. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. You know, it's like where they race cars and stuff in those movies. Oh, that sounds sick. It's just a fucking ditch. Oh. There's no well, water. Listeners, write in. If you are familiar with the L.A. River, uh, let us know about it at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're also on social media at SwayzePod. You know, just reach out. Tell us your experiences. And uh, if you've ever drag raced in those ditches, like in that Blink-182 music video. And the Limp Bizkit music video. And the Limp Bizkit music video. Let us know. Tell us your experience. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh... I did find that Billy D. Williams will be in this episode. Oh, shit. So watch out for Lando Calrissian. Okay. Maybe he'll have some Colt 45. But not Donald Glover. No. No, not Donald Glover. I think Donald Glover was maybe... um, Like a child. Like 12 when this came out. You think he's seen it? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, like I feel like everybody saw North and South, the first two books. Yeah, everyone. But like, I I've actually talked to multiple one. people out in public who have seen this this movie yeah, thing. Dude, it was a big thing. Like we said, like I, I'm, I understand why people haven't seen this third one. But like <laughs> the first and second one, yeah, like it was a huge event. We were clearly like getting pulled along because it was just so exciting. Like we loved it. But like this stuff, I'm like. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to people because just, just doing like, Italian fingers. Just, I'm talking with my hands. It's so good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Josh, are you ready to watch episode two of book three, North and South, Heaven and Hell? Yes. Fuck yes. Let's watch it. shit josh who is the villain now i have no idea (laughs) everyone right i've got no idea what's going on and i'm loving it you know like i think the guy who puts a child in a sack is ultimately the worst guy who could possibly exist (laughs) (laughs) funny way to be i've never seen a child kidnapped in such a way 
It was like something right out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He he gets his pillow sack out of the back of his car. He goes right over to little Gus and he just scoops him up and just tosses him in the back of the truck. And he says, if you if you make any noise, I'll hurt you real bad. Then he goes and just like unties the top of his little carriage, goes inside, and then knocks Aunt whatever the fucker name is out. Yep, I don't think she has a name. Dude. Bent is my favorite character. He makes absolutely no sense. I'm so glad that they brought him back from the dead because if he wasn't there and and Swayze isn't there, what's the fucking point? You you Kai you you how do you say his name? Yukella? Uh, Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Yukaya. Bent is my favorite character. Let's see. I, we, should we go through exactly like his journey in this episode? <laughs> yes. Tell us you. I, yes. If I had to, if I had to say, uh, it picks up only moments after him having left Constance's dead body behind. Only moments. Only moments. It's like he gets perfectly queued up because some uh, fucking George is talking about Charles, and then uh, it just cuts over to Ben. George is like, ah, he must be hunting Charles now. And god damn it, he is. He's at the post office or whatever. <laughs> He's looking for Charles. Immediately. And he tracks like Charles' movements and <sighs> finally gets to his son. <laughs> and then takes him. Yeah, like he gets to the like have you, like well, he he showed up at the post office and was like, hey. I don't was, think it was the post office, but it looked like the post office. Or like his branch office is like, is Charles Maine here? And it's like, no, but, you know, the Brigadier General t- talks to him and like, oh, what's his address? And he gives him the address, right? Meanwhile, and there's a wanted poster like right behind him. Directly behind him. And he does the old, you know, we're going to move this poster over a little bit situation. Yeah, it's a, ba- it's a battle of flyering. Dude, he goes and fucking... He grabs the info, scoots his little way out of there, and as he's walking out the door, the other officers come in and goes, hey, that guy looks familiar, and walks directly over to the little poster and goes, you fuck! Why did you give that man information? He's a wanted man! He had literally just walked out of the room. They could have just walked out and found him standing there in the corner. Dude, it was like... Wearing his weird-ass earring that he stole from Constance. It was just like in King Solomon's mind. If they would have just turned around, (laughs) they could have gotten him. But they didn't! It's so silly. I love it! And, like, yeah, he's just wandering around looking for Charles, (laughs) and I think he's going to find him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he found the child, he stuffed him in a sack. (laughs) The, wearing the earring is so insane, though. There's no reason that he should be wearing that I earring. I know. Like, and, and to presume, he also ha- didn't have pierced ears beforehand. So he had to pierce his ear to be able to wear that. So this is a new piercing. Is he cleaning it effectively, you know? Look at him. He, <laughs> like, how, how is this happening? He looks pretty decent for a homeless man, but, like, he... Looks insane. What is, is he wandering around? With it? He's dressed like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you said Aragorn. I said Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah. yeah, he does look yeah. like Jack Sparrow, and he's just as bad. Just because he's got this fucking cane he's walking around with, because he like burned up half of his body in that fire, and his then big he, old cloak, just his oh, earring, God. which is insane. I do not understand why he's wearing the earring. I, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I have. I have no idea like, about anything that Bent is doing, and I love it so much. Is that Ori's cane? It might be Ori's cane. Like, do you think that he's all right? Do you think that he's using it because he has to, or using it as like a this is a trophy? I think it helps, but it's also a trophy. And yeah, now he's like integrating his trophies into his personality and his look. 
That's crazy. All right, that that would be like if Stone Cold Steve Austin just walked around with his championship belt out, like holding up his pants. <laughs> like he's just like fucking chilling, just like being a dude. But like that's his. He has to go pee and take off his like championship belt. Wow. Is the championship belt something that you get to hold on to forever, or does it go to the next guy? I mean, like, I, I'd assume you get it until you're dethroned. Right. Yeah, and then you just get, like, a trophy, like, you know, former heavyweight or, you know, like, for, former champion. Okay, but so, yeah. yeah, you get to keep the belt until someone takes it from you. Yeah, I would assume, at least. I don't I hope know. someone takes Ben's cane in his earring. Madeline would look great with both of those things. <laughs> Dude, I hope George gets to. Sure, why not? I mean, George is really fucked up in this episode. George is so fucked up in this episode. He's he grew acting, a beard though. again. He's acting like a motherfucker, though. Dude. He's killing it. He's crying left and right, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I think, like, the beginning of this episode definitely brought me back to the old days of North and South, because it was, like, you know, it, it, it was heavy, mm-hmm. and the acting was good, and yeah. sometimes the acting is not good. Like, Hold on a second, because because of the funeral was at the beginning. Sure. Well, what was Isabel and Stanley doing? What? Why are Isabel and Stanley there, and they're not in prison? I don't know. They were doing. They defrauded the United States government and their family, and like the Better Business Bureau or whatever. The Better Business Bureau. Hold on a second. We're crazy for Swayze. We're gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. And then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. We're gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. And then we'll talk about it. Alright, cool. And then we're gonna just like cut back in and everyone's gonna be like, what happened to that lawnmower noise? <laughs> we're not gonna address it. I bet you can't even hear it. Um Yeah, so what was up with Isabel and Stanley? I thought they were supposed to be arrested. Yeah, I thought that they were like, they should be in prison. Yeah, for like a while. Instead, but like, Stanley's working for the government on the behalf of the Freedmen's Association, whatever that means. Like, what the fuck? Like, did he go to did he go to prison for like seven months and they're like, you've done, you're, we're going to get you out. They so, went for to prison for as long as it took Charles's child to become five years old. <laughs> And Ori's child to be a baby still. <laughs> so is, weird. What, how is how is George's child like uh, like large? Oh, you mean Charles's child? Well, no, 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 no. Charles George has two children, and they're both large. They yeah. are both like ten or twelve. <laughs> yeah, they're like asking Aunt Brett because Brett shows up in this one, and they can go Thank to California. God. You know, for a moment, I didn't even believe it was her, man. Yeah. Yeah. Until was, they finally got a, a conversation that just, was just the two of them. I was like, is that even Brett? Did they replace her like they replaced Billy and Charles? <laughs> we didn't even get Billy in this one. I, he better be in the third episode. Like, I, I don't, don't like the new actor who plays Billy, but where'd he go? <laughs> like, is he in California just raising their children? I've got no fucking idea. I, I didn't even know tr- California was a state yet. Okay. Well, they she was saying like, yeah, even some people have found gold, oh, gold in the river, and they're like, what? So this is before the gold rush, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, they're talking, or like this is like during the gold rush, you know, like right right before it was huge. But yeah, but they don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Billy should have like an officer's fucking pension. Yeah, yeah, be retired. Yeah, Just dude, living his know. best life. Charles just. You know, they they did carry over the PTSD thing a little bit. 
because he's like, I can't live. You know, like I need to be at war. I need to have a mission. Yeah, dude. As soon as he gets stressed out, he just has to like run away from the situation. Yeah, like he. How'd you like him going to break up with his girlfriend, Willa? <laughs> Hey. Like having a fancy dinner, and he's like, "We need to split up." Yeah, he's like, "You need to stop seeing my kid, and we need to stop seeing each other." And she's just like, "Let's go to bed." You know, I hear what you're saying, but we should probably go fuck real quick. And then they go and fuck, and he's like, "This is the worst." And he's putting his clothes on, and you know, she, he's like, "I got to go back to work," and she's like, "No, how could you do this to me? How yeah. could you use me in this way?" And he's just like, "I just told you I didn't want to do this," and she's like, "But then you did it." <laughs> It was mind games, left and right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she's playing mind games. I think he's just trying to live his life and get laid every once in a while. Yeah, fuck. It's sad to think that most of these people aren't getting laid at all. <laughs> like Stanley gets laid. Do <laughs> you think so? I mean, his wife like conned him into I don't know doing something that he didn't feel comfortable with. He's like, I'm sad for my brother, and she's like, Who cares? We need to make some money. He's like, That's fucked up. She's like, Come on, let's go. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> let's go and uh, see if we can do something. It's about been so this. long since we've seen each other, which is the only reference to the fact that he may have been imprisoned. Yeah, I think that they were both in prison for some time. I think this is supposed to be like ten months later. Okay. Or eight months later. I don't know. Now. I was thinking, you know, maybe two, three years later, but oh, that's not possible. A few years later? Maybe it was a few years later. I don't know. They never give us timestamps, no. which was the fucking oh. hallmark of the previous one. No, this one does. They uh, they have them split up in, like, time frames. It's mostly, like, location-based. Like, it'll be where it used to give you a number. Now it gives you a location. Yeah, but see, this is all happening over the course of one year. This is from autumn 65 to spring 66. This whole season, these three episodes, or just the one episode? Episode one was summer 65 to autumn 65. (laughs) Episode two was autumn 65 to spring 66. And episode three will be spring 66 to summer of 66. Insane. Uh, because Charles got a whole new look after being out on the plains of this boy Rip. Yeah. Poor Charles. He's really got it all going on, doesn't he? He's our main character, it feels like now. Like, it's, like, it's I think so we're right. There's no Billy, though, because he's the north to Charles South. Yeah. So instead they're using George. Yeah. They're also, like, using Charles as, like, this person who is above the being from the South, you know? Like, he's he's very friendly to all the other black soldiers Mm -hmm. and like is making the effort to like be inclusionary and like, no, you're going to sell black people tickets to the theater. You know, it's just what fucking you're going to do. They can't read Shakespeare. Shakespeare is never meant to be read. It was meant to be performed. Yeah. And if you're performing it well enough, they should understand it and it'll be fine. You know? Yeah. We didn't actually get any reactions from any of the black soldiers on uh, how they felt about the play. No. Including the magic guy. Yeah. Wow, this guy's name is Magic. Magic McGee. Yeah, Magic McGee. He is McGee. the magic black guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he is. But he's he's like actually magic. He was doing magic for the other uh, enlisted black men uh, of, of one of the troops that's going to California, right? Yeah, and I love their, their general disposition, all the guys. And he's like hooting out all of his commands like, hey, yeah, yeah, check out my check out my ties. Come look at them. Come look at them. I'm all tied up. I'm Houdini, motherfucker. He just pulls his hands out of his knot. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. What else can he do? Card tricks. He can uh, turn a black handkerchief into a blue one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the magic he does. Yeah, he was doing some sleight of hand, just like all, all oh, good stuff. He also appears right there at the end in the Native American encampment magically. Mm-hmm. No, I think he was there the entire time. Did he come on the same horse yes. as Charlie? No, he came on his own horse, but then he was just like, he was the one that was telling Charlie to just back off. Just back off. Yeah. Dude. How, what did you feel about that mustache, dude? The mustache, dude? Yeah, the one that was, like, leading the charge against the Native oh, Americans. Oh, yeah. An- another, what did I call him? Another racist psycho. Yeah, so oh, Charles. His name is Venable, I think. Charles is, like, this, is taking a job as a scout, like a civilian scout, right? So that he can both do his job and hunt Bent. Yeah, yeah. They're hunting each other. That's so weird. They, yeah, they're hunt. They're like circling each other, you know. But so he's he's friends with all these Native Americans, and he's like, okay, well, these these soldiers are gonna roll up on your settlement and like fuck shit up. We have to move you and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And the chief was like, you know, we've lived here for a while. No, we're gonna stay, and like we're not harming anyone if they want to talk we can talk kind of situation <laughs> but the soldiers just roll up and just start fucking shit up yeah right? and magic mcgee was with them when oh, they rolled yeah. up right and okay, he was the one that was like hey charlie back off and let this crazy mustache man just get this out or else he's going to hurt you yeah well he doesn't no he doesn't get it out but he doesn't hurt him either yeah he doesn't yeah exactly Char- charles cannot be hurt by this man no, he's got a mustache, but like, he, he fucking Charles yanked that guy right off the horse, dude. Yeah, and then he's like gonna try to shoot Charles in the back as he's walking away. Whatever, that's what you do to a traitor. Did he, uh, yeah, I yeah, I guess he was trading and deserting at that exact moment, which were the two things that the guy <laughs> is accusing him of doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did not do a good job at like uh, clearing his name. But he did ride off into the sunset on his horse. You make great points. You make great points. Do you like a chief running horse? He's great. I I liked him. (laughs) He's not great anymore. He's pretty dead now. Yeah. Dude, they fucked that entire camp up. No men there at all. Just chief running horse. It was all women and children. Well, because all the the men were riding around going to attack the the what they thought was a pioneer trail uh-huh. trailer and, you know and, yeah it entrapment. turns out it was a bunch of a tra- it was a trap with a bunch of soldiers entrapment dude and charles gets in trouble too mm-hmm. uh-huh for for trying to hold the line i guess was he holding the line i don't know what he was doing i thought he was like trying to get them to move faster but then they circled i don't know i don't, I don't know. think charles knew what he was doing either dude i i don't know i well, thought he got mad because that was scar his brute his Longtime enemy. Yeah. From, you know, last week or whatever. <laughs> Six months ago. Couldn't Dude. have been. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Charles was, was like, this one, he really stepped up to be the main character, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought that his arc was pretty good and showing that, like, after the conflict initially that left Rip Torn and uh, Tim, their friend, dead. He got a name for that boy. Yeah, I think his name was Tim. I'm pretty sure, at least. Uh, he stepped up is in, like, the, uh, I don't want to say interpreter, because he wasn't translating or anything like that, but he was, like, the go-between. He was the, the friendly face between the, the white men and all the natives. And, uh, you but know. But, like, uh, 
I guess man at man ready for war, Scar, he is the new chieftain of this group, right? Because he's been leading all these guys around and the old chief is dead. Yeah, I would assume so. Hmm. You got to wonder why these guys are so angry. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the the white people are like taking all their fucking shit constantly and including like their them. lives for no reason. Yeah, and just killing them. Yeah. I'd be pissed all the time too. I understand. Mhm. It- how did you feel about Isaac in this movie, or in this movie, in this episode? Isaac, I mean, he, yeah, you know, I didn't trust him at first because he was clearly just a replacement for Ezra. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's well-spoken and he, he's problematic because he works for his old masters, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, we, we get to follow Isaac to two different meetings, the first of which was, like, what was it? Like, it's it, like uh, the it was Liberty a, Lincoln League. Yes, and they uh, were being. It was like it was like an assembly that was set up by a white guy who must have come from Washington or something, right? Yeah, like yeah. a politician who's trying to tell these black guys what's right for them. Yeah, and then that's when Isaac stands up after being like accused of. I don't want to say like being still enslaved or anything like that, but being sort sympathetic to his masters or whatever, and he's like, no. We have the choice to be there, and these people have treated us well, so we've decided to stay there and work with them kind of situation. The dude's like, what's more important than cold, hard money, baby? And Isaac says, dignity, Yeah, which is an interesting response. Yeah, but then, you know, he's approached immediately after his little little speech and is told that, you know, maybe we need to have you represent us. Yeah, he's going to be a delegate for, like, a larger meeting. Yeah, so then he goes to the assembly of of colored people, and that's where we meet fucking uh, Billy D. Williams. No Calrissian himself. Ooh, hot damn! Yeah, he was the like the MC speaker, right? And Isaac goes up there and speaks just about how he feels, you know, scared for the future, but hopeful, and like how he wants to be like his own. He wants to choose his own destiny and such. Sure, especially because he's has, he's gonna have a family now. He's a married man. Yeah, and just like he's been thinking a lot about what freedom means and like, you know, what he wants to contribute to society and everything like that. And it was real fucking eloquent. And Billy D. Williams even like told him afterwards, like, man, you, Mister, you, you did something good up there. You used the right words. And you got these people like in the hearts. Mm-hmm. You've got something special you're thinking about, and you know, and then. As, or Isaac mentioned that this is the first time that anyone's ever called him Mr. Which was nice. I thought yep. that was cute. Mr. Kano. Mr. Kano. And then, you know, of course, on their way home. Reactionaries. The KKK didn't want to get us, like... I didn't recognize those KKK guys, though. I didn't either, but, like, they didn't want to, like, make us think, like, oh... That was only like a, a one-time thing. Nope, they showed back up. Yeah, and uh, I mean the KKK is like all throughout this episode in the background, mm-hmm. but also the like the racist business guys who want these guys to be enslaved and spend all their money, like if they have any money, because mm-hmm. they only get paid every six months, mm-hmm. so they need to buy shit on credit from the store. So let's jack up all the prices, and then no one will be able to afford anything. Yeah. And that's, like, that's Cooper's plan. Dude, Cooper just exposed himself as, like, the biggest fucking... Yeah, like, he's the real villain at this point. Anti-Ori. Yeah, he is, he's the exact opposite of Ori. It's perfect. He really, 
made it clear in this episode. Yeah. As uh, soon as he introduced company stores, it was just like very clearly this this is the bad guy. Because he's just waiting for uh he's just waiting for Maddie to like not have any money. Yeah. He he's just he came up to the house and straight up told her, like, yeah, there's like He only berates her. Yeah. And threatens her and mansplains to her. Yeah, well he, there's a mine on the property and wouldn't she have like Rights to the mine also? Well, not if she's paying a mortgage. Somebody else owns the house. Oh. I think he owns the house, right? Oh, well, yeah. As long as she pays the mortgage, then she gets to live there and all this kind of stuff. But as soon as she defaults on her mortgage, then, you know, So, presumably, Cooper sent somebody to put a nail in one of those logs, which broke the, the mill. So now they're not making any money on the mill. Yeah. And they're also not able to finish construction on the schoolhouse, which is being built directly on top of the remains of the old schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should call it Schoolhouse One. Schoolhouse One? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like, uh, you got the you got your World Trade Center One. Perfect. That's what you call it. But there were two. Yeah. Now, now there's, now there's one. only one, and it's better. Yeah, and what's the next one going to be called? Is it going to be called the World Trade Center 2? No, it's going to be World Trade Center 360. <laughs> okay, that, that actually makes sense. Yeah. 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 You, fl- you flip it. Yeah, that's exactly how it's going to be. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, uh, God, I don't even know what the new one's called. Oh, fuck. Isn't it Xbox X? I think it's Xbox One. <laughs> Is it Xbox One now? Uh, who's to... Right in. <laughs> yeah. What Xbox are we on? The naming continuity is that rivals fucking alien. I can't keep track of it. It's very simple to know which PlayStation we're on. You've got three. I've got four. But the five is out there. Yeah. No one has five. Rich people have fives. Yeah. I'm sure. We don't have fives. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know anyone with one either. I don't. I. Even the richest guy I know, Tom, doesn't have one. What? How rich could he be if he doesn't have a PS5? I don't think he's got time for games. Oh. He's so busy being rich. He's just like, I gotta go spend some money. I got no time to play video games. I gotta go spend money on things like people and places and I love items. going places and people. You love going people. I love going them. I love going people. Let's see, are there any other major characters in this story? There's Ashton. Yeah. She has a piano named after her. Yeah. And her husband, Robocop 2. The piano man. The piano man is kind of mean to her. Yeah, he straight up threatens her like, hey, we don't have any money and you need to start selling your dresses because you look like a whore. God. And she's like, I am a whore. And he's like, well, not anymore. Yep, you're married to me now. Let's go out to a fancy dinner so you can show off your slutty dress, which is a gorgeous dress. I liked it. I thought it looked cool. Uh, yeah, as far as her outfits go, I'd say it was like mid tier because some of her outfits are like, woof. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some some Ashton's outfits are definitely. Uh, she didn't dress like that in the thanks. last episode. She yeah. had one episode where she was poor. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It was all this piano money that's got her in the fancy dress. But that's really like all, right? Like that's all that happens to her. She's only at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and then you know the piano man threatens her, and that's pretty much it. I wonder where they went out for dinner. I wonder what they had. I don't know. I don't know. Like. They like French shit. Well, she likes French shit. Mm-hmm. He seems like a steak and potatoes kind of guy. Just because he's a piano man? No, because of his general disposition. He's 
He was not that rude in the first episode. He was a RoboCop. Yeah. I mean, like, they eat baby food. Is that what RoboCops eat? Yeah. That's what the one guy said. Like, it's baby food. And he just, like, stuck his finger in the cup and just ate some more of it. Yeah. I love Ashton being back on her bullshit, though. That rules. She was fucking with him, too. Like, she wasn't mad that he was saying all those things about her. She was just playing him. Not at all. So fun. Dude, I think that... I think that she's going to get back with Bent. I think so, too. I think that maybe maybe that'll be the ending that we all deserve, you know? It's going to be the twist that I never, like... They're going to hook up with uh, Uncle Cooper, <laughs> and then uh, they're going to get back Mount Royal, and everyone's going to be re-enslaved again, and Ashton and her uncle and Bent will all live happily ever after. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll resurrect Mr. Justin and join him... <laughs> Into the family as well. Give him some spider legs. Yeah, give him some spider legs. Get him remarried to his <laughs> wife because she never got that shit annulled to begin with. <laughs> and then everyone lives happily ever after, except for Madison. Madeline. Madeline. Um, you know, Brett, she lives out in California. She's living her best life. We'll never have to see her again. No, yeah, she's she's doing great. She's She's like... Wider been out there, just like. I feel like another good ending would be if uh, Bent and Charles chase each other, each other in circles all the way until they get to California, and then Charles kicks Bent in the, into the ocean. The ocean? I was gonna say to the Grand Canyon, and oh, like yeah, kicked into the too. Grand Canyon. That'd be even more sick. I was just thinking about what's that movie with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade where they're going black across- sheep. No, the one where they're going across the country and they're they're Lewis and Clark and they're fighting against Lewis and Clark. Either way. Almost heroes. That's the one. And then he just gets kicked into the ocean off of a fucking mountain. (laughs) (laughs) But we know that that doesn't hurt him. We know that water does not hurt Bent. No. Yeah, he can survive everything. Bent's like the Terminator. That's what I want to see. I would like to see fucking, all right, Charles and Bent square off in the forge. And then they have to kick Bent into the actual forge itself, like the iron forge. And then as he's going down, he gives the thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) He sinks into the lava. I hope this doesn't end definitively. I would love to to write up a spec script for North and South Book 4. North and South? Book four, what, what, would it, what would it be? It's got to be something and something. Um, Return of the Bent is what I was thinking. <laughs> would it be said like present day or in the future? I think it would have to be present day. 2341, Bent Return. He comes back from the future. He, that's where he's from. There's a hologram, Ben. And he's cool this time, you know? He he knows the thumbs up, and he's going to learn a bunch of colloquialisms and beer, Dad. <laughs> it's fun. So that's the first oh idea I've God. got. Uh, I love it. <laughs> see if I can think of another after next it. time. Love it. I love it. I'm for it. Yes. Yes. Please make that the third episode. I want Past Ben. Past and future. <laughs> oh, Wolverine will show up, and he's like, I don't have metal claws yet. Exactly. I think that would be it, man. That's the one. Let's see what else uh, happens in this episode. Are there any other characters? Cooper is hooking up with... Uh, Isabel. Isabel. Uh, is she Isabel or Isabella? Isabel. Isabel. All right, so, okay, <coughs> do you think that Isabel and Cooper are going to start banging? I don't know, dude. I, she was flirting with him, but I think she was just doing it threateningly. Do you think they knew each other beforehand? Because it sounded like they did. Yeah, it sounded like they knew each other before she met Stanley. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And think... Stanley's been a fucking cuck recently, so yeah, he Stanley deserves sucks. it. 
Yeah, he can't decide whether he's good or bad. I'm I'm sad for my brother. That was the dumbest line he's ever said. Yeah, but was that more dumb than fucking Cooper declaring to Madeline that he wants fucking pride or whatever? Oh, yeah, which is what she took from him. How yeah. did she take that from him? The writing on this is really kind of weird. Yeah, that's why I like the George performances, because that guy kind of knows what the fuck he's doing. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I don't think that Madeline always knows what she's doing. <laughs> no. No. But... Like, why does she go to her racist cousin and be like, hey, you can't do these racist things? <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand it, man. Yeah, and there's what is he trying to up the value of the land as well by finding phosphates on it? Maybe. And it's so cool that the guy who's who's hunting for the phosphates saved her from being brutally sexually assaulted. Like, yeah. why does he have to be I'm a geologist. I want to talk about that. You raise a very good point while you're watching this. And there's an occasion where Madeline gets sexually assaulted. On the way home from Isaac and Jane's wedding. And this dude fucking rolls up. He's like a geologist. Fucking Mr. James. M- Mr. Jank. 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 J-E-N-K. Mr. J. Mr. Jank. He he rolls up and kind of scares the guys off, but he doesn't shoot them. Shoot some people. Shoot the motherfuckers. And Th- then. These dudes are trying to hang your roommates? Yeah. Fucking kill them. Shoot them. They're not shooting them. They're just like letting them get it. Like Isaac's clearly laying there having been hung. They're not shooting these dudes. Fucking shoot them. I know. I wish. Every time. Charles should have shot that other fucking psychopath who was a racist. Why are they not shooting these people? I understand why Charles didn't do it. That guy, you know, he, he's a comrade in arms. But I mean, yes. he seemed ready to break bad. Yes, it's a yes. Madeline. Somebody uh, assaults somebody anything. on your property, you have the right to shoot them. Yeah, this that whole Madeline thing. Why didn't that fucking guy get shot? I don't know, but maybe maybe we're going to find out that Mr. J is also a bad guy. I don't know. Maybe he's... It's hard for a geologist to be a bad guy. you got to be like, <laughs> I want more earthquakes. <laughs> like the guys who uh, are the yes men for like fracking companies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the only evil geologist that I can possibly imagine. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. I was thinking since Ben, I'm, I'm picturing those guys like like Jim Carrey in fucking Batman Forever. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, this we're, we're gonna just like I'm all for weighing company and make more money. We're gonna just like subliminal message these people. Like that's how I picture this fracking phosphate guy looks. Like, <laughs> Just like Edward Digma in that fucking movie. With his crazy hair. Like crazy and stu- hair. And he's always wearing a different outfit in every scene. I love that. That's my favorite part about it. <laughs> like, like, all right. I, I really am a big fan of every superhero movie. Every superhero kind of gets a little bit different outfit, right? Sure. Every Everyone upgrades just a little bit. you know bit. that's just to sell toys. Hey, and I understand that, but I'm for it, right? Okay, you love different toys. Yeah. I'm for it. But what I'm saying also is that usually happens once a movie, maybe twice. But Batman somehow factored in multiple costume changes for everyone during the movie. Mm -hmm. There were like 
two different Batman costumes or three different Batman costumes in Batman and Robin alone. Oh yeah, yeah. They everybody gets three different outfits. Even fucking Alicia Silverstone gets she was, three outfits. She was in two scenes as Batgirl. <laughs> she she gets, shows up in a black suit, and he's like, "Who? What do we call you, Batwoman?" Bat. He's like, "Batgirl." And I was like, "Okay, well, we better go all the way back to the Batcave to switch all of our outfits and get new cars to go take on Mister Freeze now." Well, Mister Freeze is a real bad guy. Yeah, I'm not saying he isn't, but they were already fighting fucking Prince or Princess Leia, Poison Ivy, out and about in she's the got city. The same haircut. Yeah, she's got the buns. Yeah, they're already in the city fighting her. They went all the way back to Wayne Manor to change all their shit out to drive all the way back to the city to go and fight Mister Freeze, who's freezing the entire town with a giant laser beam that's like. Hooked up to the satellites. Cold lasers, dude. Cold lasers. <laughs> They're lasers that remove the heat. <laughs> There's this new bad guy in The Flash. He makes his flame... It's so cold that it's cold fission, and then there's... The flame is cold? It, the flame lights things on fire, but it's made by a cold vision. I don't understand it. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on with these comic books, man? Uh, he's called Deathstorm. Dude, that sounds crazy. It is crazy. I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> I wanna see what this Death Storm is all about. I think it's like a four episode arc in the middle of the last season. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I have to. I'm a few seasons behind. I'll have to catch up. I mean, you don't have to. You can just be like, oh, look, it's Death Storm. <laughs> yeah, good. I did that for a little bit with with those stupid crossover episodes. Like, I've never watched a full episode of Legends of Tomorrow. But I watched all the crossover ones because I had to. I remember that the one, I think it was during Infinite Crisis, it was not a regular episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Like, that, the crossover episodes are just like the episodes of the regular show. Um, Usually it's a weird-ass fucking show. Yeah. 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 But the crossover episodes are like, ah, this is just basically an episode of Arrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because they have to, like, make it cohesive across all of them, so they have to have a little bit of each, you know? They should be able to work time travel into the story, though, every time Legends of Tomorrow comes out. I feel you. I feel I, that. They're useless if they can't travel in time. Okay, okay. Here's an idea. You know how they, when they do the crossover episodes in the CW, right? Yeah. They have to, like, kind of tonally equal them out for at least those four episodes or five mm -hmm. episodes. They all end to, up equaled out. Yeah. Just to make it kind of cohesive. What if that's what we start getting with, like, DC's big movies? Like, how, like, Shazam looks and everything different than fucking Man of Steel? Uh-huh. What if when we're in Metropolis, it starts looking more like the Man of Steel, but as soon as we leave, then it starts looking like Atlantis and how it looks in the Aquaman movie. Like, That'd it, be weird. It, it, like, in a Justice League movie, it becomes strikingly visually different. Honestly, dude, you're probably right. That probably will happen because what I've been seeing is that they're talking about bringing over the guy from CW who runs all that shit to run DC now. Yeah, because, like, with the Marvel stuff, they're starting to do different things with the cameras and stuff like that, with the way they shoot it. I'm really appreciating and the art it. styles. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm digging it. But for the most part, it looks like, at least by the end of the film, they're painting with the big Marvel brush, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I really wish that a lot of the movies would, like, 
when they go into like how how in the last two Avengers when they went into space then then it looked more like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like I really liked that juxtaposition. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that was really cool when they were doing stuff with the Guardians then, and like when it, when it was more stuff with Thor, it looked more like a Thor movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was real cool, but. I want to see it more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on what DC does. I just think that they should just keep doing it. Yeah, just because, like, why not? Some yeah. of them are gonna suck. Some of the Marvel movies suck. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But they're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna, you know, they're try, gonna try and make money. Yeah, they're trying to make some money. Dude, did you have a favorite part about this episode? Yeah, I liked when fucking Ben put that kid in his sack. That was hilarious. That was your favorite part. I don't know. I think that, like, Ben's storyline just really was insane. Yes. And I can't believe he's doing it. So I love it. <laughs> Everything else is, like, kind of a bummer. Like, it was pretty much a bummer of an episode. Yeah. Yeah, this was the the, the middle episode. I figured it was going to give us a little bit more body and hash more things out. But, like, everything's got to be resolved now. Yeah. Like, no, nothing was really, like, excelled too far, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they they, they kind of reined it in. Do you have any predictions for the next episode? Well, George and Madeline will kiss. Yes. Because she went to him for help with money. Yeah. She, needs, she can't pay the mortgage, and also the saw is broken, so I imagine he's going to send her home with a thousand bucks and mm-hmm. a big saw blade. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll be like, you can't be out there carrying the saw blade alone, and he'll want to go with her. And then, you know, they'll, they'll cry about Ori and they'll kiss. Do you think that he's going to go to the south or that she's going to come to the north or they're going to like. No, the, show, the south has been so, uh, the show's been so south focused. They're just going to go like, hey, we're moving to Iowa. Yeah, let's move to California. Brett seems to be having a nice time. Yeah, I think that that's what they should do. I think they should abandon the north and the south and go west. That, you know what? That's what Charles did. And I love his new outfit. I think that they should. Maybe they'll get some cool outfits, too, if they did that. Yeah, everyone should get some more cool outfits. They'll all get upgrades. And uh, they'll be ready to fight Bent and uh, Cooper, who have banded together somehow to uh, destroy the entire set of families. (laughs) Isabel, Bent, and Cooper, I think, are our big villains right now. Yeah. 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 And they all command, like, different parts of it, you know? Like I, I don't want to I don't want to rule out fucking Piano Man though either. I oh, think yeah. he he has potential to be a villain. Yeah, he's their uh, he's their enforcer. Yeah, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be somebody to watch next episode. I think that Piano Man should also explode, and then we can rebuild him. <laughs> yeah, you want him to explode? Yeah, I want him to explode, and then and we'll just download his consciousness into this piano. <laughs> now he truly is piano man. He becomes like a player piano. Yeah, exactly. You got it, man. Oh gosh, that'd be fucking sick. You know, I, I'm thinking. Yeah, we need the sequel needs to start immediately after the the last episode of this ends, and it'll it'll begin with with piano man being resurrected and uh, bent. Just miraculously rising from the dead because I imagine Charles is gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just shoot him like oh, right between god. his eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. He has to. He has to. That's- oh, oh my god! He assaulted a woman in a barn for no reason. Yeah, 
Do you want to talk about that? It, I, I knew it was happening. Like, when the barn door closed, I wrote down a note. Bent is selling bips and bobs and also assaulted a woman. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What's he going to take from her? Uh, just a, a bushel of hay? Well, all right. So he's like, well, if you want to trade me this ribbon for your hair for a bushel of hay... I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be square with that. No money, no oh, worries. And the girl's mom yeah. is like, ah, I gotta ask my husband why. Yeah, <laughs> just to get her out of the scene and make us go, no, don't yeah. leave this man alone with it, the girl. It was weird, but then like, why didn't she come right back? Why did this take forever? How quick is bent? What the fuck went on? Like, next thing you know, he's in Chicago. <laughs> next thing you know, he's in Chicago. Like, ah, uh, it's just, yeah, bent is really broken bad. He's always been bad. He's always been bad, but now he's been broken. Oh, he leveled up. That's also what's been happening on The Flash this season. Everybody's <laughs> leveling up. So would you recommend this or The Flash? Oh, wow. This. This? On average, any episode of, of North and South is better than the average Flash episode. Guaranteed. Fuck yeah. I can, I can vouch for the majority of, of The Flash and say that is exactly true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched like five or six seasons at least. If you're looking at 15 episodes total of North and South and three of them are bad. Um, I mean, like maybe. I don't know, man. It's 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 like 20 percent are bad. I would say more like 40 percent of the Flash episodes are bad. I think 40 percent of the Flash episodes are like. Like just enough. Yeah. And then 40 percent are bad and then 20 percent are good. <laughs> How? <laughs> How did CW like create an entire fucking network of shows that have writing just good enough? I don't like, know, man. They they did fucking Smallville. That was just good enough. They did Supernaturally. They did Twenty seasons of just good enough Supernatural. That's what I'm saying. They're so good at it. How can they make an entire fucking network about TV shows that are just good? Enough. I like, heard Riverdale's awesome this last season. Well, yeah, but like before that, it was not. It was yeah, just like, good enough. See, that's the thing. Like that's why Sabrina had to go to Netflix because that shit was good. It was just everything was like it's not bad, and it's entertaining enough. But everything is canned. But it looks cool. But then like you know that they're like like how Gotham. I was I could count on there being a gunfight every episode. Gotham until, is perfect. Is there even a bad episode of that show? No, but it's like every episode there was a gunfight to the point that like in the third season, the first episode we get with no gunfight. It ends with a bazooka. Dude, I was freaking the fuck out because I'm like, what the fuck? Where's my goddamn gunfight? Bazooka. Bazooka. Dude. It was great. Like they had, they figured out this formula that's just good enough, and they're like, "With maintain right here." Yeah, but man, it's better than just good enough. Gotham is, but Gotham's everything great. else. Yeah, 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 for sure. Fox. Gotham was a Fox show, though. You know. <sighs> How? I don't understand. Like, who owns what, man? I don't know. That's why you can't find this shit streaming unless you have Netflix. I don't know. I don't know who owns anything anymore. Nothing matters, man. No, no, nothing matters. This episode was an indictment of capitalism, though, Like I, th I think. Why? Well, I mean, like, you know, the, the company store. Oh, yeah. And, like, no one makes any money. Yeah. And, like, the people who do have any money are totally corrupt. Yeah. I, I really liked 
it was was it Jane that was explaining? Yeah, they have this thing called interest. Interest. Where where we we uh we get paid every six months, but they charge us interest interest monthly. And uh, but she also said you can buy whatever you want as long as you can pay them twelve bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. Fucking so stupid. It's true. You can buy whatever you want, and you have to pay them twelve bucks a month. But the, it, it's gonna there's it, interest. It's more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's more than that. So, just fuck. You know, fuck, 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 fuck. Well, I hope that they find some phosphates on the land. I do too, and I hope that they can fucking. I hope Cooper dies. I hope somebody shoots him. I don't think anybody even knows he's that bad. Like he's only been being like bad to Madeline. I think that he should die, though. All right. I hope he dies. Yeah, I hope some slaves kill him. That'd be sick. Well, Josh, I feel good about this. Yeah, me too. How do you feel? I feel like, you know, we got one episode of North and South left. Looking and forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm excited to finish North and South. It has been an epic journey. I want to see heaven and hell. Yeah? I feel like all we've seen is hell. Yeah, it has been pretty hellish. Yeah, so maybe it will just end with them in California. <laughs> what do you think? You think okay, so heaven is California. Yeah. What do you think North Dakota is? Oh, that's that's where the engines live. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with that. <laughs> well, if you've seen North and South, and you have, or you want to have predictions for what fucking is up next, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no you cares? Can t- you can't possibly get it. We can't predict it either. But we like to hear what you think may happen. Fucking write us. And, like, you know, tell us. This is your favorite. You love North and South. Yeah, we've got a, an email, right? You can email us at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're on the social media. We're, we're at Swayze Pod, you know. Josh is on Letterboxd at Joshua CY, and I am on it as Vincent Troya. Like, reach out to us and be our friends. Like, uh, we're trying to fight another podcast. If you didn't see our Instagram story, um, it was suggested that we fight Josh's other podcast. So I'm really excited to watch him beat himself up for and a little to bit. To the winners, go the spoils, which means we're going to get all of Tom's money. <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm going to take his kid. I'm going to put him in a sack. (laughs) (laughs) Just the first one. We don't need that second one. No, 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 no. There's Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything.